Hello again, everybody. I'm Kyle Sullivan. I'm Ethan. And I'm Jezza. Yeah. Ooh. Ethan, your last name has just kind of disappeared from these intros. You know, ever since ever since Ian just said, yeah, I sold it. And then I said, yep, I sold it for a golden fiddle. Well, I mean, I, I still have the golden fiddle, and, oh, man, it looks so nice. So, yeah. Uh, this is episode 25. Wow, really? Yep. Two episodes We're... in one day. We we just... I'm in your 25th anniversary episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's the start a... of season two of White Lightning. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. You just realized it's a monumental occasion, and you, like, ring me up, and it's like I'm allergic and have a cat in my lap, and it's in the morning. <laughs> you guys have such good preparation skills. It's great. Yeah. I mean, these episodes are... If, if... If you look at the release <laughs> dates of each episode, it's like the first one was released in like early 2010, and then the next like 15 were released every month or so over the last year, and then every one since then has been released about a week apart in the last couple months. Okay. We're slowly progressing. The Get best part of waking up is going back to sleep. <laughs> I have no idea what that is referencing, but sure. <laughs> I'm just, is that an American thing? Is that something you got? Folgers? Some, I the, don't know. The coffee? Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> and so what what was your take on Pico Day since we have you here too? Um, I, I thought it was great. I, I got to um, experience it a little more firsthand than I did last year because I stayed at the office uh, for a week or so. Um, yeah, it's really good. Like, I mean, the guys there are just so laid back and casual and, and friendly, you know, so it's, it's really welcoming. Um, and the Pico Day event itself is really cool. I got to admit though, like it, I th- like while Tom spoke to us on the side and was like, oh, look, oh, probably won't be announcing the take, take award winners and stuff. And we're like, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. And I didn't think it would affect it that much but yeah it did feel kind of empty without some sort of that, that's kind of what i thought it revolved yeah, around actually that's what i was expecting when i showed up yeah yeah i think tom has some major regrets from this year i mean the fact that he didn't do any prizes meant that there were like barely any submissions yeah well there, there seems to be a long list though this time like more than list? usual i mean you have like you have two submissions in there yourself it's it seems like a, a bigger collection of uh like nominees this time so I figured. Oh, you meant the Take Awards. I thought you meant the Pico Day game. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I helped um, Zedox with his Comet animation, and then we had the Engineer as a game nomination. Yeah. The Engineer is like the lamest name ever. <laughs> like we were, it's like the worst, the worst dynamic when we get together as as a group because I work with the pretty much the same coder and environment guy with most projects. And uh, and we make the game, but like in the last few days before release, we're like, oh, we need to name this thing. <laughs> and we made this game, and I really liked the dynamic of the engineer as a tower defense because it mixed like tower defense with um, sort of you know real time strategies, sort of, you know, running around and building and fighting yourself, you know. Um, so I wanted it to kind of reflect that, but also have attitude or whatever. And it was just weird. Like we every time we get together to talk about naming something, we just end up insulting each other and. It never goes anywhere. And the closest thing that we went to naming it was like calling it Big. off robots. Um, and I was tempted, but it kind of pushes the age thing a bit. So 
we went with The Engineer, which is the most bland, lame name ever. In a world and, where <laughs> men have to fight men to kill man. It makes it even more like, like, this is a TF2 ripoff. Oh, good, good. Yay. <laughs> that's, that's one problem we never have, I guess, because my co-writer is a Latin major, and he can just kind of think up titles, uh, like, right on the spot. That is, if you ever tell me, hey, make up a title, I will be sitting there for 20, like, days. Just, I can't think of anything. I, titles are my weak spot. His, uh, so your mate, who, your writer is learned in Latin, did you say? Yeah, he's a, he's a Latin major at uh, Baylor University here in Texas. And he's normally, he's normally co-hosting the show, too, but he's... He's really busy a ton, so... Yeah, he, he has a lot of work, apparently, as a classics major. It's funny, like, Latin seems like to be the go-to sort of... We use Latin words for a title, and, and it sounds automatically classy and intellectual and meaningful, but it's just a lot... That's what Audis is. <laughs> when, like, this game that I've been working on for a year and a half, we're like... We decided to name it in the beginning rather than leaving it till the end. And I just went on like a Latin dictionary website. What does it mean? <laughs> it means like the beginning or the the rising. Uh, that totally works though. Yeah, it does. And it's kind of obscure. Like it's not like other Latin words that you would have heard before. Dominum. <laughs> well, see, I, 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 I call him like I don't know, a, a Latin. Latin. Like, I say Latin, Latin specifically, but that's actually kind of... He, he just kind of knows all words. And yeah. so... It's true. We have a we have a segment where he makes up words. So Ian's gonna be mad he wasn't here this time. Really? Was that? Oh, because of the Latin us. thing. Yeah. Like, oh God, I have so many things to say about that. It's probably good that he's not here. Then. Probably. <laughs> well, you see, in Latin, that actually means mango, raspberry, apricot. That that was an Anchorman quote. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I have nothing to follow that with. Have you seen um, they're gonna make an Anchorman two? Have you guys seen? Yeah, Anchorman? I actually I heard that. I'm not sure how that would turn out, because Anchorman was like spontaneously great, like a uh, that Bruce movie that they made where the Bruce Almighty. Yeah, that was supposedly that was really good, and then they made a sequel, and it was awful. Yeah, they made the Evan Almighty with the slightly. Yeah, that was dumb. Bruce Almighty was awesome. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies. What about Bruce Almighty makes it one of your favorite movies? I don't know. It's like it's clever, but at the same time, it's not. Uh, most of those movies are just like unnecessarily dirty. It seems like, and that one isn't. Like, I like Jim Carrey. Yeah. In, usually, <laughs> there's there's a lot of actors like that where I'm like, it's kind of like uh, Will Ferrell. I love Will Ferrell, but I hate everything he's in. Yeah, it's a bit like that. There there are some of his movies that he's in that are just gold. <clears throat> yeah. I think one of his best is that Elf movie, the yeah. Christmas one. That was actually pretty think, good. Yeah, that was brilliant. And that's the kind of one that, like, every time it gets to Christmas or whatever, it's like, if people are like, yeah, let's watch Elf, it's like, yeah, I could go for that again. You never really get sick of it. Pretty sure I haven't gone through one Christmas since it came out without watching it, actually. Yeah. I can't, because everyone wants to watch it, like, everywhere. It's on It's on at every major store. Well, I think, like, frankly, there's no genuinely good Christmas movie. Like, I mean, not, like... I'm not a huge, like, oh, what Christmas movies are coming out this year kind of guy, but, um, you know, like, there's there's rarely any decent ones. Yeah. They just kind of re-release Rudolph every year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the Santa Claus was good, and then they made three sequels, and they're all terrible. Yes. But the first one was great. The first one was very clever. It was it was well-written, and it actually had, like, because you oh, kind of felt for the character yeah. when, all the, when everything started going wrong, like yeah, when he lost and, his I son mean, and stuff, and then... The two sequels were just him, like, 
dancing around for 50 minutes. <laughs> Seriously, and if they make like an elf sequel, I'll punch them in the mouth. It's stupid. <laughs> Kick them in the teeth. Yeah, and you know what the worst thing with sequels is, in my opinion, is when the writers, whether it's the same writers or different writers, they interpret the audience's response to a character and write the character accordingly. So, for instance, the best example of this in my mind is the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, right? Mm-hmm. Where in the first movie, Jack Sparrow is like, great, everyone responded to him. Oh, yeah. And then he just like right? becomes too much Jack Sparrow as it goes on. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say too much Jack Sparrow, because in the other sequels, in the other movies, they slapstick him. They make him an idiot. Yeah. Whereas in the first movie, he's like a really smart guy, but he's like, charading is dumb. Like, he's cleverly drunk. Yeah, he like he like commandeers a ship by like confusing Rape. out of these two guys, and the way he wrote him in the other movies, he wouldn't be able to do that. He because they throw him around, and he's like, "Oh, Jack Sparrow's an idiot. We'll throw him off a cliff, and we'll throw him in a ball, and he can, you know, like it's it's <laughs> stupid." That happens in a lot of TV shows. I've noticed, like the the really? slightly dumb character gets dumber as the show goes on. SpongeBob is the worst culprit of that. <laughs> really? Yeah, but SpongeBob kind of it, it adds to the charm, so it's not too bad. Patrick was, like, in the beginning, he was, like, a really dumb philosopher. Like, he sounded wise, but he gave really bad advice. (laughs) But, like, now he's just, like, completely dumb, and there's nothing smart about him at all. I actually don't have a problem with that. I think that's actually more people feeling their way through. Like, I think the writers in in the process of creating a show, they discover more about the character and what makes them good. So, like, I think How I Met Your Mother is another good example of that, where, like... They, yeah, you watch the first season, it's kind of painful at first. It's like, oh, they're really trying to make a sitcom here. Yeah, it's really, really, it's really sitcom-y, you know? Whereas you watch it later and the, the characters are really well-defined. The actors are obviously much u- more used to playing them and and it just it, it does change, but for the better. So I think Patrick's probably a, a less refined example of that. Oh, yeah. Um, just by the way, uh, Ethan's also, like, working on being a voice actor. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Um, I, I showed him your voice acting tutorial video. It was great. Oh, thank you. Good. Whenever I whenever <laughs> I need a voice that I don't know how to get otherwise, I just kind of go to you. Okay. Just because you can kind of do a general mix of everything. Thank you. I'm glad to know I'm I'm the scraps at the bottom of the barrel. Summon Jazza. Came to me for Yoda when I had like the worst voice. Yeah. Like, I'm... <laughs> oh, dude. Could you hear in my voice when I was just talking normally, aside from doing the Yoda lines, that I was kind like, of, dying? It, it kind of worked for Yoda, though, because, I mean, he is 900 years <laughs> old, so... It worked for Yoda, but not the five days after I recorded it for yeah. you. Because then I'm like, oh my god! I felt bad afterwards, because I was like, you know, I could have at least warned him about this. I had to do this voice once, and I knew the... I was like, you send me this... You, you send me this stuff, and I'm like, yeah, okay, look, I'll help you out. And I, 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 like, looked up Yoda, and I'm like, yeah, I suppose I could give it a go. And then I realized when doing it, I'm like, wow, you really have to... Banana. ...your voice up to try and do Yoda. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> you, you, like, choke yourself when you're doing it. It's terrible. Uh. Oh, look what time it is. Oh, yeah, sandbar update time. Is that the soccery bully crystal thing that you told there's me? there's like three of them in the bar today? We're we're astonished by this. We've never seen. We always thought it was one, and for some reason it like replicated itself today. And it's another reason why I kind of wish Ian was here because he'd have something to say about that. Do you get much variance like when you go to the sandbar? It can get kind of weird sometimes, actually. Like right now, it's kind of dull. I think it's because it's a Sunday and there's not a whole lot going on. But we've uh, we've seen some crazy things happen. 
it may not actually be as interesting as we think it is, but the webcam is so bad that we can kind yeah. of uh, come up with what's going on, even if it's not actually what's going on. It's like beer goggles, but it's a webcam. <laughs> <laughs> Um, apparently they do like an indoor hurricane every night and we have yet to see this. An indoor hurricane. That's what they describe it as, as their web- uh, on their website. It's an indoor hurricane because it's like a, a beach themed restaurant in Kansas. That sounds, that's, that's the kind of thing where it's either really cool and impressive or really dumb. Like you go to the sandbar and they're like, yeah, indoor hurricane. And the time arises and it's either like, <laughs> And you're like barely holding on to seat, or it's like a guy with a palm frong, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, seat. oh my god, I can imagine that now. I, I was gonna say it must be impressive because people keep coming back, but that would be implying there's something else to go do in Kansas. Is it is it true that like in America is every state like known and or cliched for something like almost everyone? I know a few, only the important ones. There's kind of a big collection of them that nobody ever thinks about, except for the people who live there. Yeah. So, like, I think, apparently, like, Idaho's potatoes, something like that. Yep. Texas is like, yeah, cowboys! (laughs) (laughs) Uh And South Carolina or something are, like, racists. Is that true? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or, like, or super religious people. South everything is racist, apparently. That or Utah. (laughs) My mum lived in Utah for a few months, actually. That's that's one of the ones that we ignore. Yeah, yeah, I, I figured... It's like the the awkward second cousin at the family reunion that people think shouldn't be there. I I, I do want to visit Australia sometime. Like the, that'll uh, be the flight kind of frightens me. But well, see that's the thing is it's like I mean every state in America has like a major airport and and the cities there are pretty much like as big as our capital city, just your average ones. And then your major cities like New York and stuff probably house as many people as in our entire country. So like <laughs> if you come to Australia like. Don't come expecting what you've already got, <laughs> but but it's there's there's a very chill vibe over here, and it's it's pretty cool. Like you, there's lots of art sort of stuff, and and you know buskers and lots lots of alcohol and good culture and stuff. So those two things really <laughs> go together pretty often, actually. Yeah. Although I I have I'm kind of horrified of like pretty much everything that wants to kill me is on Africa. Last time we were talking about it, actually, when we were talking about Pico Day and talking about all the Australian people that showed up at Pico Day, and uh, that, that's that's our stereotype of Australia, is that every living thing there usually wants to kill you. How accurate is that's, that? It's true. It's true. That that white cat on my lap right now is sinking its fangs into me. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the thing that I came up with? It was the oh the like the I don't know the kangaroo snake face spider bat or something. Yes, the kangaroo snake face spider bat. Yes. Okay. I've always I've always kind of thought that like Australia is kind of like the Texas of the world, or the other way around. No, Australia is like a tech. Okay, so what's what's your dangerous stuff in Texas? You got like rattlesnakes or like yeah, we don't snakes, have super dangerous things. Spiders. Just in that... no, yeah, we do. Brown recluse, black widow. Well, all of our dangerous things are kind of tiny though. They're... Yeah, see, your dangerous things are like our dangerous things, retarded little brother. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> honey, I shrunk you're, the dangerous like... thing. <laughs> <laughs> your guys like the rattlesnakes are like our our most poisonous snake i think it's the um the brown just the common brown snake or something like that and they're pretty like uh, there was i grew up out in the country so i saw a few of them um and they're they're like really deadly like though they apparently they're like 10 times more poisonous than the second most poisonous and then 
like, uh, and please, anyone listening to this, don't look up what I'm saying because I'm just talking. Um, but no, like spiders, like the um, the funnel web is one which is like tiny but like really deadly as well. Like they're they're, they're the kind of things where if you don't get to the hospital within like ten to twenty minutes, you will be dead. That's what I've heard about. There's like the yeah. box jellyfish, or is that in Brazil? I think that might that, be Brazil. I haven't heard of that over here. That must be Brazil. We have sharks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. See, we, we also, we live in Austin, which is kind of more like San Francisco than Texas, so we don't even have the Texas danger. Mm. We have, like, a scorpion every now and then. That's about it. Oh. Yeah. The thing about scorpions is I hate them so much, but I have to respect them for being the nature's equivalent of an armored tank that can crawl on ceilings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. We should do a segment. Yes. All right, so in this segment... It's our new one. We still don't have music for it or anything, but uh, we we pick one topic. We can we can make up music right now for it. Na 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 na. If you don't mind, I think I'll use that clip for like each time until I come up with something. <laughs> you know what? From now on, whoa! Someone's lighting like fireworks at the sandbar. There's like giant lights. Oh, they're gone now. Okay. It was so strange. I'm sorry. Anyway. Something's happened. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. That's weird. Oh. Oh, no, it's not. So we, uh, we'll pick one topic and then each share our best and worst experiences having to do with that topic. Okay. All right. So this, this week's topic will be teacher. Your best and worst teacher and gym teachers don't count. Oh. Those are my best, though. Kyle, you go first. Okay. Yes. Let's see. Um, I'd say probably my... I'll go with worst first. Okay, so worst teacher. Problem. He was he was a coach, and he was teaching the biology class. Uh. And uh. that was an awful class. It was like the entire class was like going to prison for a class period. And, I mean, like, seriously, like, you'd walk into the room, and it was a room in the middle of the school, so there were no windows. And, like, the little window on the door was covered by a piece of paper. And then... There was nothing on the walls. They were completely white. It was completely cold. And everyone in there were like seniors who should have taken the class three years ago and looked like escaped convicts. And then the teacher looked like a drill instructor because I think he was at one point. And uh, just kind of like spent the first half of the class yelling at everyone for something they did the last class. You are all maggots! <laughs> Best... Um, I actually had quite a few good teachers. Actually, like most teachers, like liked me because I didn't do anything. Like I, did, I just I didn't do anything wrong. So by comparison, I was a good student. I guess I guess my favorite teacher was one in my middle school. Actually, because uh, the middle school was it may have just been by comparison because the middle school was absolutely awful. And then just uh, the drama teacher there was it was it was at the private school that I mentioned last episode. And uh, so it was back when there was like, like I said, one class per grade, and also three electives. You could uh, you could do theater, art, or like band, and that was it. Do you want to go, Jazza? <laughs> sure. Um, is this like worst and best like experience or teacher? Like teacher. Um, either uh, either te- the teacher overall or an experience with the teacher. I guess. Okay, that could work. All right. Well, my my worst would have to be there was this. Um, when I was in year 10, I don't, like, you guys have these weird categorizations, you have, like, senior and sophomore and freshman and all that stuff, and I still have no It's idea pretty much just year 8, 9, 10, and, and, wait, 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, whatever the equivalent of ten is, um, I was that, and <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we had this good art teacher, but she was pregnant, and then she nicked off because she had a baby and stuff. <laughs> Lame excuse, but they um they got someone in to replace her, and she was just um awful. Like at first, she seemed decent, and. I admit I was a little biased because she took a shining to me at first because, you know, like I am artistic and I do stuff in my spare time. So she was like, but then she just was just a bad teacher, like would punish people for the dumbest things. And like, and it got to the point where the students were like having this uprising against her and like having meetings like in secret to like overthrow her and like make her cry in class. And it was, it was awful. It was like anarchy in art class. Like... And by the end, she quit because she was so emotionally, like, traumatized by how the students did okay. treated her. Okay. <laughs> the, Tra- um, okay. What was the Anarchy in art class? Was that what you said? Yeah. That is the greatest title for a teen drama <laughs> book ever. <laughs> I'm writing that down, and I'm going to write a very bad teen drama book <laughs> called Anarchy in Art Class. Still a better love story than Twilight. all right well my my best experience uh we had this scottish teacher she was an older lady and this is when i was a bit younger i must have been in year nine so the year before um whatever you categorize that as in your weird names anyways um yeah so she was a scottish lady and i remember in year seven and eight she was always a bit bit of a hard ass like you know you had to kind of work hard to you know like people respected her they wouldn't cross the line but in your nine, like, she kind of took you a bit more seriously and was a bit nicer. And I think teachers tend to do that. The younger ones tend to be a bit more scummy and than if you work harder and if you're, you know, decent. But anyways, in your nine, like, we had a good class and she liked us and stuff. And and for the last term, so this is like a good three months, our only work was the Simpsons assignment. That's we. She made up this assignment for us, which was essentially to study The Simpsons and like write reports on episodes and like character biographies and like, and it was like the best ever. Like all we had to do for homework was watch The Simpsons, and all we had to do in class was like write about The Simpsons and talk about The Simpsons. That's it was awesome. amazing, and she was like a good teacher. We actually learned stuff from it, which is bizarre. I can't remember what, so obviously <laughs> it wasn't very useful. We probably learned a lot about the Simpsons, but <laughs> it was really cool. Like the the social dynamic and intricate, you know, relationships between characters. And <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah, that, that's I, I've got to do that kind of stuff actually in my uh, my film school just because. It's very, like, open and artistic, so, like, my papers now consist of, like, doing a plot analysis of Lost or, like, a biography of Gabe Newell and the Valve Corporation, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Cheddar Wolf? It's down to me. Though, can I start off with the best? Sure. Alright. The best teacher I had was, um, was my theater teacher and um, I think it was middle school. It was junior high school. Because we have like middle school and then junior high school, which doesn't make any sense. So it was it was junior high school, and I had I had I had this theater teacher, and she was she also uh, taught Strive, which was this it was a gifted and talented program where we pretty much just it was instead of study hall we went there and we laughed her about fifty minutes about nothing. <laughs> so uh, that was your was, reward, the gifted and talented. Kids. Yeah, it was it was our <laughs> yeah we get an a, get an extra fun study hall where we pretty much just watch like great movies and like, do fun projects about nuclear engineering. 
And um, these are American schools. Yeah. So we. Uh, she was such a great teacher because uh, I remember like the end of like the last year that I was going to be with her. She uh, she she told me that uh, like I, I like you go to Strive for for a long time. You you start out in a like your first school and then you just go on through and it changes as you as you go to the different schools and uh the last year she she uh showed me all the notes that my the old strive teachers like wrote about me and, and they were just like they were really nice and it was it kinda summed up it kinda summed up my pre high school experience and it was it was just it was just it was nice. It was just like a nice end to a nice thing. And then high school rolled along and that's where my worst teacher comes from. Uh it had to be my English teacher for sophomore and junior year. Uh just I mean, it's like, it's hard to explain why she's a bad teacher. It's because she pushes people to the point of breaking, and then she reforms you in her image. Is she, like... That requires elaboration. (laughs) So, she breaks you down into Play-Doh. That's not not the part that needs elaborating. (laughs) Yeah, it's just she's she's just so manipulative, and like the littlest mistake, she'll count off like twenty points. Like you missed a comma, f. It's like, no, I didn't miss a comma. You just erased it. I can see the eraser marks, and no Wait, one. Like would, she would actually do things. Like yes, she would actually like sabotage like people's papers if they weren't trying enough. I think you win. Yeah, that's that's messed up, and just uh, such a manipulative like like corrosive woman and I have a friend that has that has uh, I think whatever the uh, the really bad type of diabetes is like where you actually have to take insulin um, and she was uh, she was having like a, a problem in the middle of class like a diabetic problem and she needed to go to the nurse and the teacher just wouldn't let her go because apparently it was her fault that she was having a diabetic problem no that's messed up and that that just kind of ruined my opinion on her for the rest of the year, and that was, like, the first year that I had her, and I was just like, I, I don't like this woman. That that seems like a little bit beyond just not liking them, though, I mean... Yeah, that's like... No, I mean, she's the... She's the people who go out of her class excel beyond the bounds of normal English. They, they are the greatest writers and philosophers of their time, even though they're broken down and alcoholics uh, and crying themselves to sleep every night. What is the... What are the bounds of, you know, like... Of normal English in America, I don't know. I, I can't put the figure to too much because we're pretty pineapple bad air in Australia. <laughs> Being able like, to write your name on a check so that you can pay your bills—I think that's okay. all that you need to do. As what far you mean as by normal, like I, yeah. I took advanced placement classes and those were kind of rough, but I, I'm not sure what they did in the the normal classes because yeah. if, if they were anything like I mean, standard I, science, I classes. was in a normal class and I'm actually learning more about English and using it than <laughs> I did in the AP class because in the AP class. I learned how to interpret Shakespeare as a drunk Scottish man, which I'm not kidding. Yeah. We actually <laughs> did that. Yeah. In year 12, they gave us a choice between two English classes, English language or English literature. And because uh, literature was a more confusing word at the time to me, and uh, <laughs> I didn't understand that it was like creative writing and creative reading, which I would have loved. I picked English language. I'm like, oh, English is a language. I'll learn about it. <laughs> um, and it was... Awful. It was like the math version of English. Like yeah. calculus English. Study semantics and phonetics and phonology and and syntactical glottal stops and 
And I'm like, and I hated it. I hated every minute of it. I left my exam, which over here, they go for like two hours. I left mine after like 15 minutes. But I must have absorbed stuff because now I'm that douchebag who when people say things like, you know, Billy and me, I'll be like, <clears throat> Billy and I. <laughs> and then I'll stop and be like, wait, did I just... Pomegranate. <laughs> like, but yeah, I like keep picking up on like when people say things incorrectly and I'm like, oh my God, I hate that about me. I've just always kind of done that, and I feel bad now. See, Kyle, this <laughs> yeah, is why like this is bad. why I can't hang out with you because you do things like that all the time. It's like I'm gonna grab a soda. <clears throat> I am going to attain a frosty beverage. Yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hang out with Ian. I think though, because he makes me feel better. Because Ian's even. I mean, like Ian, you you can give him a word, and he can he knows what category the word goes into. Like whether it's a like a present active participle or like participle must die. I have a blood feud against participles, sorry. Alright, well, I guess that about does it for this episode. <laughs> I love that. Sorry, I was... I just... There was that moment, it's like... Oh, that's my phone. Ignore that. There was, like, a brief moment of... This is a slightly awkward silence. Silence. Alright, well, that's good. Um, thanks for joining. <laughs> um, let's see. The, <laughs> my, our, our comment for this week, I'm actually going to uh, pick one off of Facebook that was just posted um, according to Facebook about an hour ago nice. by Tori Ivar Stromsbraten. You're a German fan. You have a German fan now. Apparently. Um, on my Rodriguez El Cazorro poster I just posted up, uh, his comment is all hail the bandana hat. It's bandana Sorry. mask, Tor. <laughs> Get your words right. Um, attain a frosty beverage. <laughs> if you would uh, like to contact us with comments or questions, you can email me at kylesullivan at whitelightninghq.com or leave us a voicemail at 206-309-0657. We'll see you all see next you week. Up. Yeah. Bye. Woo! Bye.